0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today, whether you're watching this or you're listening to this. We are so glad that you are here. We hope that you're encouraged today, and we hope that your week is going well, and we pray that God blesses you through this podcast. We are in the studio today Brian Sevitz is with us today and we are joined by Jesse Harper today in the studio thanks for joining us today uh, Before we get to her and everything we just want to thank the sponsor of the week We are so blessed to be sponsored this week by ice cream sandwiches I don't know if these were a favorite <laughs> in your household over the summer but they were a favorite in mine and I plan on eating one during this podcast Would you care for one?
1: She can have mine.
0: You, you already got. Yeah, you know, she already got something. <laughs> I'll we'll, eat let, it we'll let this melt right here. I'll get here. it all over me. <laughs> um, Brian, tell them the reason that we are uh, doing ice cream sandwiches as a sponsor.
1: Well, Sunday we had our Father's Day classic, and this was one of the snacks, and we really just wanted to bring it up because we're thankful for the class and the people that put that together because it was great once again. Mm-hmm. The weather cooperated. Barely. Nobody was gonna like, you know, pray the rain away especially farmers I might have oh yeah however <laughs> uh, we were happy that it held off for that couple of hours
0: absolutely
1: and yeah so I I just got to be a participant yeah. Sunday in that and there was a lot of people that brought their cars and yeah. tractors or whatever and then other people that helped out so we're thankful for that.
0: Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, trans the Transformers class, which happens at 9 o'clock on Sunday mornings, they meet back in room 4 or 5, 4 or 6. It's just a Sunday school group that you can join. Um, they do a great job. Lots of different topics that they go through, different studies. Um, they put it on. They've done it for the last three years, two, yep. three years, and their class gets together, selects all the stuff, gets the volunteers together. And it's really nice that you and I on Father's Day, we don't have to planned any yep. that. so that's a, a great gift um for uh for all dads anyway so we wanted to thank them and we hope that you enjoyed it and um i get to enjoy the leftover ice cream sandwiches <laughs> at church all right we have to review uh this past sunday and for that i have to turn it over to mr brian Sevitz because he preached this past sunday yeah so
1: of course it was great having my parents here and and I had asked Dad to come. At first, I thought about getting him up and like doing a little interview thing. But he's having knee surgery this week, and people that saw him like he was—he was not even able to stand. Nope. He's about to have a total knee replacement. So I just did some illustrations, and um, of course, my Dad's fa- uh, story doesn't follow Jephthah's story. I mean, he wasn't <laughs> born—he's you know, not the son of a prostitute or anything like that. <laughs> uh-huh. But I just thought it. We were thinking about. Father's Day and lining up with that sermon and when I would preach I thought well that would be cool to just use my dad as an illustration of a couple of those
0: points. Did you tell him ahead of time that you were going to do some stories? I know you invited him to come but did he have a, a, a say in what you could or could not share?
1: No. And in fact, he clar- he clarified one thing. Uh-huh. He has an associate's degree. I said he didn't finish his degree. Mm. So he has an associate's degree. He That's didn't big. finish his bachelor's degree, mm. which still, the point still applies. Yeah. I mean, he's the manager of a big company now and, you know, associate's degree. and mm. And I always was pushed. One of the points, of course, was just chasing after your dreams. And I think if they are God-given dreams... God isn't limited by those things. Not everybody, I mean, uh, I I love central, you know, I love the fact that I, my parents gave me the opportunity to go to college and right. pushed us to do that and all that. But not everybody's supposed to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I used to work for the college and I would still say that not everybody is supposed to be there or at any college. Yeah. Um but that was just one little part of the sermon. I I wrote down, you know, just a few things I hope I said maybe we should recap each other's sermons and make sure that the point got across that's a we, good idea. we uh, wanted to get across. But what I hope came across was this. One of them was just that kind of a guy who was a reject became a ruler. Mm. And that's just God uses our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, and the second thing was be honest and follow through and treat others well Mm. and that's going to serve you well in all areas of life even if it doesn't look like it in the moment that this truth will be helpful if i you know if i actually say it usually that's the best thing to do and Mm. i I think uh, it's sometimes hard to follow through on that though and then another thing that i said sunday especially with respect to parenting is um the cycles of generational sin and dysfunction can be broken mm. and we know people in our church who who like are first generation christians or they've they have finally you know maybe their parents grandparents were like lifelong addicts and they've they've turned the page for their family and i think mm. that i was hoping to challenge people in that way as well mm. and then the last one was just listen to the voice of God and be available for what he wants you to do and then follow through on it mm-hmm. and I had used the the strids a little bit to illustrate that
0: yeah that was one of my favorite points that you made was sometimes m- just making yourself available and being able to hear God's voice is a huge part
1: and that might be have been a little bit of a stretch with the Jephthah story uh, that was one of those parts where I was like well I'm giving my opinion of what that one little verse means mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't think anyone can say exactly what that meant when it said basically he recited his plans or recited the agreement right. before the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of a weird phrase, but that's what I think it was. And like I said, that wasn't just my idea. I had kind of looked at six or eight different people and and looked at what they thought about it. Mm-hmm. And, no. and, and I thought, even if that's not exactly what happened there, I think it's a point we can draw out that that that's a great one for us to remember
0: yeah jesse how was your sunday what'd you do
2: i was in iowa um that's right my, you went here i wasn't my niece got baptized mm-hmm. so we went it
0: hospital. seems like everybody we interview
2: <laughs> <laughs> doesn't <laughs>
0: actually hasn't been to church that week yeah <laughs> i don't know what that's all about your niece got baptized <laughs> yeah. that's exciting it was exciting yeah. okay cool so was it a good David. service and
2: yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> that's probably a conversation for another. No, no, we got to do it in
0: front of everybody now. Well, it's
2: like that. My family is Baptistic, okay. so the sermon was on Romans six mm. and oh. they their interpretation of baptism. So was, it was their
0: baptism Sunday then.
2: It was baptism Sunday. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, side note for everybody: uh, this podcast is made way better when you're eating an ice cream sandwich, uh-huh. It's just way more enjoyable. Uh, well, it was a good Sunday. I always enjoy getting the break to do something different, and to lead music. And we had some newer people on the stage. And uh, I thought Brian did a great job bringing out Jeff the story and then also bringing it into uh, his own life and using uh, the example of his father and his parents um, to help encourage us in our faith. So uh, we hope that you had a great Sunday. If you missed the service, go to tlcc.church. Just go, go to tlcc.church and you can watch the service <laughs> online and uh, we hope that you catch up. Uh, next week, we will finish up the series in Judges with Samson, and that'll be a good sermon. I've always enjoyed talking and preaching about Samson, so I'm excited about that. Um, okay, let's move on to the TLCC top three. Through the summer, there's not a whole lot, I mean, there's a lot going on, but there's not always a whole lot of stuff that we have to announce to you. The first one we'll let you know about is the camp celebration. Every year, After camp, they do a camp celebration. It's a big potluck. People get together, and then we have a a worship service, and then there's always a featured speaker. And this year's featured speaker is Alan Todd, our uh, former student minister here that left us and went down under to Australia. And he uh, is going to not be traveling back, but he's going to be coming to us live via the wonders of technology. So we hope. Well, <laughs> uh, we were just saying earlier, if we know anything about camp, stuff doesn't work the way you want it to. So we're hopeful that that will happen. Um, okay, and then we got to let you know about something that um, Rachel Boosin and Alec Boosin have been doing uh, here at the church building on Fridays. Brian, you want to tell them about this one?
1: I'll try. I haven't been to it, but Preston has. It's mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. Friday evenings and it's ultimate. Uh, frisbee. Mm-hmm. I think it's out here in the back parking lot, and Preston loved it last week. I think it's the first one he was able to go to, and they're trying to do it every every Friday at six. And of course, you know, they are kind of inviting students and parents, but he's like, it can be open to other people too if you love uh, ultimate frisbee and mm-hmm. want to play ultimate frisbee with some of the students. It's a it's just for fun.
0: Yeah, it's, there's no like agenda other than getting people together, and if you even if you want to just connect with people outside of your group or get to know some of the students, it's a great environment, very relaxed. It happens Friday evenings. We're going to try it every Friday for a while uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. So if you've got nothing else going on and you want to participate, that's there for you. And then the final announcement, which will lead us into the spotlight of the week, is VBS is two weeks away. We are two weeks out. We've been talking about it for a while. There's been a lot of announcements, but we have Jessie Harper in the studio with us because she is the uh, El Jefe boss, director, queen of VBS, all the things. Uh, first and foremost, is there any announcements about VBS that you want to tell the people?
2: Just the same stuff we've been plugging. They could use a few more volunteers. Um, registration is open for kids age four through going into fifth grade. So invite your grandkids, your neighbors, your, anyone. Um, I think there's still some stars on the wall. If you haven't gotten to donate um, a supply yet, you can pick up a star and return the supply Mm -hmm. by next weekend. And then the planet contest is ends this Friday or this Sunday. So, or star or planet. So, if you're making one of those, you got to turn that in by Sunday if you want it to get judged.
0: Yeah, I know my my daughters are very excited about that, and um, I am not an artist, so we neither. I we're trying, but they look really wonky. Okay, <laughs> they just they just be prepared. Um, but if you if you if you want to participate in that, they've asked if you want to bring some sort of model of a star or planet. It's got to be hangable,
2: hangable,
0: and it's got to be, what was the size? Like,
2: at least a ruler high and no bigger than a yardstick.
0: See, so. I thought you should have just let him go crazy and people bring huh. in like, you know, Pluto, you know, well, something. Well,
2: we were going with that, but then we're like, what if that's all we get? And we need to fill our <laughs> classrooms. And, with like, little stuff. And it has to need,
0: fit through the door. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And yeah. we need like,
2: especially like the like preschool classrooms, we need them up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. your
2: Your thing will get hung. It just may not get judged if it's not. Turned in on time. Yeah, so absolutely. It will get it will get displayed.
0: Absolutely. So, um, if you uh, kids can pre-register the morning of. Yeah. Right.
2: It, well, that would be registering.
0: Registering, not <laughs> <Yes>. pre-registering. <laughs>
2: pre-registering would be very Thank helpful you. though, so we can get them into crews ahead of time. And yeah, that's always going.
0: that's always so helpful. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so it's coming up. I had a few questions for you, okay. um, just to, so we can get some background information. When did you start? helping lead BBS what made you even say yeah I can do that
2: uh, well I always said I was never gonna do children's ministry <laughs> and and
0: why is that
2: because I wasn't a children person you know yeah. and God doesn't like it when you say never
0: he does and
2: not. so he put me in children's ministry at our church in West Virginia and mm-hmm. so what was the youth and children's minister and he hates planning things. This is your husband. My husband, Walt. And was a
0: student minister, and you're like, I don't want to do children because I yeah. hate this.
2: Uh, yep, pretty <laughs> much. And so he doesn't like planning, but, you know, VBS is a thing, and so I was like, I love planning. I will do VBS. So we made a pretty good team. He was like the front person. He did all that, and I was all the behind-the-scenes thing. You did
0: so all that, the work. He got all the glory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But
2: it's okay. That's, that's the way that's all, right. all right. So I started that in 2011. Okay. So then I took... A few years break once we moved here and then I went to Mary in 2018 and I said I'm ready to plug back in however you can use me and she said do you want to do VBS and Take I it. Like... <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. well
0: that's great as a as a person who's been on both sides of ministry you've been you know your husband being paid to do ministry and now your husband still is paid to do ministry but just for college but now you're plugged into a church here um, from your perspective, like as a volunteer slash someone who's worked in churches before, uh, was it difficult to get connected? Is it easier because you've seen both sides of things? And what would you say to someone who like, feels like they want to do something but is kind of intimidated by the thought of putting themselves out there?
2: I would say, yeah, I, to your question of is it difficult, I think it wasn't for me because I knew... That there's always rules there's mm. always something to do so i knew hey i can go ask this person or i can go talk to that person but to someone who's new to a church i think that is intimidating like mm. i don't know how to where to start mm. they seem like it's a well-oiled machine and i don't know where to go so that that is intimidating so i think you just got to start asking people like go to the ministers and say hey these are my talents where can i fit in mm. type of thing it's kind of what i did yep. and also all those of us who are already connected could be better recruiters.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: hey, I work in the children's ministry, and I know that next week we need to have an opening here. Why don't you go talk to Mary about that, or mm-hmm. whatever? Mm-hmm. Or I work on the sound team, you know, and I know that we've we're lacking in volunteers right now. So go talk to Brian, or, or mm-hmm. you know, we could do better recruiting. Those of us who are already playing.
1: and people a lot of times people think, well, these roles are always full.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there might be someone that's served the last 12 years that that would love (laughs) to take two or three months off or switch to something
2: else. Switch to something So they don't
1: get burnt out. And we've had people do that. And that's the problem of not having holes. I mean, some of the best recruiting is when something doesn't happen. Mm. And you're like, well, if you, you know, like there was one week we didn't have coffee. This is going to melt,
0: so I'm just going to get it. Go ahead. I it's going to melt. I might as well.
1: but the, the coffee bar, you know, we didn't have it one week, and I think the next week there were two people who volunteered.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Well, if the gap wasn't there one week, and I'm not saying that means that we just don't staff the nursery <laughs> some week, you know, <laughs> probably not the best idea, but...
0: But there might be some people that would be like, okay, we have to have that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. I, to your point about doing something different, um, like this week is a good example because you got to preach, I got to do music, and it is refreshing to do something different and if if you're a volunteer and you're i always tell people if you're like bitter and you hate serving and you're like i don't ever want to go back but i have to go back like that's the time where you have to try something different or take Mm -hmm. a break like i'd rather i want people to serve with a joyful heart not with feeling like they are forced to um and and so if you're someone newer and want to get plugged in, don't feel like you're going to take someone's spot or anything like that. People are, are sometimes needing help. There's always place places to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I want to talk about you personally now. Okay, we got we got we got a little bit of time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some time. So you um, you are married to a minister, and have you as their... what? From, from your vantage point of the church and serving in the church and now serving in this kind of parachurch organization at the Christian College, um, what have you learned and what do you appreciate about the church as a whole? And what are some things that frustrate you about the church as a whole? Because you've seen things <laughs> from both sides. Oh mm-hmm. well, We're getting into it now, yeah. and I'm going to eat my ice cream.
2: <laughs> well, I, I always... So I'm an Enneagram 1, so I'm always looking at things that can be improved, get better. So the I, so I second part of, of the question Yeah, is I can easy. think of things that can, yeah. So I think one of the things that has always bothered me about churches, and it goes along with what we're talking about, is volunteering, like, the idea that I've served my time and I'm done now. Mm. That that bothers me. Um
0: Do you think? Why do you think people think that?
2: I think they get burned out. Mm -hmm. They've worked their butt off, and yeah, maybe working. They spent their time. They served their time.
0: Raising their kids. Mm Twenty-four-seven work.
2: Like they never got the breaks. Mm -hmm. So now it's their time for a break, and I I can understand that. Um, So it's hard for me to like be too upset about it. But at the same time, when we're trying to minister to people who are um, day in and day out with their kids, I don't think it's fair to ask the parents to also serve with the kids (laughs) yeah so i feel like i would like to see a church that has the older generations working with the kids Mm. and the younger generations are getting ministered to and serving in other areas while they're getting ministered to and then they can go and work with the kids after their kids like after they're out of the kids
0: stage so yeah shout out to all you um older uh-huh. church members who are doing that right yeah. now. Shout out to the Norman Wrights and Vicki Adams was on last week who, she's a grandma and she's now jumping in and serving. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because sometimes you can say, well, I served my time. Well, maybe you've served in one area, but it could be a breath of fresh air to go somewhere mm-hmm. else and, and you learn a whole lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so but now I'm going to force you to do yeah. the positive. Like, well, I mean, What have you appreciated or loved about the church?
2: I love how the church comes together and I love all the small blessings that are you bring it up a lot all the small blessings that are done behind the scenes that don't get acknowledged but they're there do you have an example
0: maybe one that you have experienced yourself
2: uh well just recently um well many people know our basement has got flooded and it's been a two-year thing and it's wait
0: you're saying a house in moberly has basement <laughs> problems <laughs> yes.
2: and it's been a two-year thing and it's just been frustration after frustration and then just a few weeks ago we got blessed with some money from anonymous people who were concerned wow and we weren't really stressed about the money part because we had insurance but it was just nice to have that ex- know that people cared oh what a blessing and, yeah and then the people and you can
0: breathe who, a little bit yeah mm-hmm.
2: and the people who've been willing to come and do the manual work especially when I'm home alone <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't have I can't do it by myself so mm-hmm. all the all the things that come together in a church because of we of Christ's name that's not love.
0: that's cool I think when you people underestimate it, it is a lot to give to a community when you're talking about volunteering but what you give you also um, get and you know not literally but if you're giving and you're caring and you're loving you receive that back from people around you
2: usually more in
0: it more I was just talking to a lady who volunteered out at a camp for the first time she's like I'm retired now I don't really have an excuse and was absolutely blown away by the kids and loved it she's like you know Unless something drastic happens, I told them for the next three years I'm going to do this. <laughs> or a couple of years I'm going to do this. And that was the Camp nurse, which is one of the hardest spots, I think, to, to fill. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely true.
2: I was going to add, too, on the um, volunteering, like, um, God created us with each our own talents and desires. So not only when you're not participating is are you missing out on things, but also the church is missing out on when you have So when you're not serving, when you're not being an active member of the church, then we're missing out on you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a body, and the body needs all of its members to be at least participate in what's going on. That's great. That's really good. I think sometimes for 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 us early people that grew up in church or grew up serving have been on both sides of ministry, being an employee and and also a volunteer. We sometimes forget. I mean, when did you start serving in the church? Didn't you start playing at an early age?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I had, um, I mean, I became the song leader when I was like 12, (laughs) uh, not the not full time. one, But like Sunday night we started doing, uh, you know, this was a church that was very traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing modern, contemporary, whatever. It wasn't modern. This was like the early 12-year-old Brian bringing <laughs> this
0: church into the 21st century. We had
1: like a big screen TV on stage. Wow. Well, before that, we had this, I don't know, it was like a little panel. You set on top of an overhead projector yeah. that the computer hooked to. It was it was crazy yeah. anyway it changed the image like a moving over transparency basically that's cool yeah so anyway stuff like that started doing sporadically and then i don't remember the actual age that i was given the opportunity to take that over probably like 16. Huh. but i mean i had a lot of opportunity and even before that was taught serving in the church like we yeah. just did it yeah my parents grandparents this was a country church with one staff, so you had, like, the body of Christ had to do it all. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, we're on staff. I'm glad the church employs us, but sometimes the multiple staff thing uh, fuels the consumer mentality amongst the church. Yeah. Because they're like, well, we have eight staff. You know, we don't really need to volunteer. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do, because the eight staff are more or less managers. We still have to have all the people helping.
0: Yeah. I think it's. I think, on our end, if you know, I I wasn't that young when I started, but kind of the same mentality or same ideas. I've seen both sides of church for a long time, and I forget how intimidating it can be to just say, "Yeah, I'd like to help," or, you know, "Am I going to do it wrong? Am I going to mess something up?" And um, but you're right. We need every person to participate, not just so that this church functions well, although that's part of it. But again so that the body of Christ might be encouraged and edified and also so that you can experience what it's like to give and to receive in a community. Um, so, Well, that plays right into the blessing of the week because the blessing of the week comes from a verse in the Gospel of Matthew in verse uh, chapter 6 verse 1. We were talking about this with our staff this morning or earlier today. And it says this, it's a warning that Jesus gives in the uh, Sermon on the Mount. He says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And what he's warning about are people who engage in spiritual practices or service or doing things because they think it's the right thing to do in the eyes of God. But they only do it because someone else is watching. And the flip side of volunteering, I guess, could be is you're only doing it because you want recognition Mm -hmm. or, you know, someone to say good job or, you know, maybe some improper motives. Uh, Although some of that, I think, is natural. The motivation should be whether whether it's in public and people are seeing us or it's in private I'm doing this for the glory of God not for myself and the warning is if you do it for other people's you know praise you're never going to be satisfied there's no reward but the flip side of that means there's a promise if you serve and give and do these things that you know are right in the eyes of God for His glory the promise is for you there is a reward Uh, God is glorified, but he also rewards you with peace and knowing that you've done what is right in the eyes of God. So that's the encouragement. And I guess I'm pulling a Brian, which is a challenge (laughs) for the week as well, uh, which is consider your motivations when you serve, when you choose to do what is right. Um, The things that we do the actions that we do in righteousness or trying to pursue righteousness should be motivated because we love God and we're trying to do what's right in His eyes and if people praise us or if people curse us that shouldn't matter, that shouldn't motivate us. What should motivate us is is God pleased with what I'm doing. So there you go for the blessing of the week. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. VBS is coming quick so pre-register your kids and your grandkids Um, and if you want to help With buying stuff, there's multiple ways to do that uh, that we've already talked about. We hope that you have a great week, and we'll see you next week on the Ripple Effect podcast. See you guys.